Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Urit. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside. I've got a friend on with us today, so excited about it. Laura Haver, welcome. Hello, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here with you guys. I've been listening to this podcast since forever, I feel like. Oh, I really have. I'm a, I'm a total fan. I'm like starting with my nerding out. Like I know we're friends and what everything, but I just am so proud of everything you've accomplished and like this cool, amazing community you've built. I don't know. It's just I can't wait to get into our conversation today and, you know, go down this avenue of play, what it means for us, what it means for our children what it means for the future. So thank yeah. you for everything you do. And for everyone listening, thank you for all you do, getting your kids outside and inside and everything, right? All the things. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can ever celebrate enough. Aww. I agree. It really matters. It really matters. We have a lot on our shoulders to be the ones that are the gatekeepers for childhood. And when parents make those decisions, those hard decisions to put the screens down a little bit more and play a little bit more, it makes a huge difference. You have a new book that launched this year, It is beautiful. I've seen it at the bookstores. It is called Play Together, games and activities for the whole family to boost creativity, connection, and mindfulness over 60 games for ages 3 to 12. Huge congrats! Thank you. And thank you so much for being part of it. We connected many years ago, right? And Mm -hmm. it was so fun to be able to bring 1,000 Hours Outside as a game to the book and, you know, share that and you know, this is like a dream. I wanted to publish a book since I was a little girl. So sometimes I have to stop and just like, I can't even believe that this is my life. You know, yeah. it's such an honor and blessing. Yeah, out on the bookshelves, it's fantastic. I want to start with something that's a little different. And I'm not sure how much you talked about this in your podcast. But when I was getting ready for this talk and going down the rabbit hole of your website, and you've got so many fantastic things there, it's laurahaver.com lots of resources for people to find there. I learned that you were a professional beach tennis player. So you have had play woven into your life for a long time, but I have to be honest, I don't think I had heard of beach tennis. We're not alone, you are not alone. You know, it's funny, it's not a big sport in the United States. So people are probably like, what is beach tennis? So I'll fill you in, that's the first thing. So imagine a beach volleyball court with a slightly lower net and then no bounce tennis. So back when I first competed on the pro tour in 2008, we used to play with tennis rackets, right? So I played that. It was amazing fun. I got to go travel, go compete at the world championships in Italy with my sister. She was my doubles partner. What an amazing. And so we did that. And then I I actually turned pro a second time when I had two kids. And at that point, pickleball came on. So the reason I'm sharing that is because when we first played beach tennis, there was no such thing as pickleball. Like, can you guys even remember that? But now people would be like, Oh, is that like pickleball on the beach? So you feel <laughs> like, no, this came first. This oh, was oh, first. Yes. And I just say yes. And then I laugh, you know, because <laughs> then eventually we we um, combine with the rest of the world and we do a paddles. So it's actually a really big sport around the world. Um, like I said, I got to go compete at the world championships. And it's just and another example of play as a thread through my life and the, and the difference mm-hmm. that made for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was a mom, when I had two kids, 
my, I have two boys right now. They're 11 and nine. And at that point, I don't know how old my youngest was when I went pro the second time he was little. And, you know, I, I, I joke around about this on interviews is that what I started, I turned pro I'm training hours in the day in the sand, like, you know, working hard and not, not sleeping good at night. Everyone knows when you have two little kids, they don't sleep, Mm -hmm. but I never had more energy than Mm -hmm. I had before because I was playing. And so that's why I'm on a mission to help people of all ages to embrace play in their life. Because Mm -hmm. when we can play as adults, we can make space for our kids to play. We're not trying to get somewhere. We're having fun. Obviously there's responsibility. There's time for responsibility in everyone's life. Of course, we can't avoid that. There's dishes. There's, you know, we don't, we don't need to top on that. We know what those are, but when I'm playing and I know you touched on that in your book too, is making space for ourselves to show kids that your life is not like going downhill. We can still play. Right. Like how are we presenting adulthood? Like, Hey, it could be really fun. You could be a two-time U.S. National Pro Beach Tennis Champion. I mean, you could be that. <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know that existed, right? You say preparing kids for a future that they don't even know. I had no idea. I grew up playing tennis, right? So I was a tennis player, a tennis coach. I coached kids tennis for years and years. That's what really got me into play as learning. Like kids learn more through play. And, mm. you know, you just don't know what it's going to be. But when you follow your spark and your curiosity, that was a big deal. Cause before that motherhood, I was like, dang, I always wanted to be a mom, but I was tired. I was drained. You know, I remember one of the ladies was like, I have a conference call with someone in London when I first turned pro the second time. And I was like, I want to have a conference call in London. That sounds fun. You know? And you know, just the other day I had a conference call with someone in London and I was just <laughs> joking about it in my head. I was like, you never know what's possible, right? Like with you, you didn't know when you started hanging out with your friends outside and just be like, Hey, let's just move the party. We're moving the party and we're going to go sit out here. You know what the difference that made for you. So like Mm -hmm. people listening, I just invite you to listen for yourself. What's calling you? What whispers in your heart for Mm -hmm. you and your family? And how can you craft your life into that? And that's why I think we both share that passion. You wrote that so many times in your book is like, take the time to notice what's important to you. Otherwise, life is just going to snowball and you're going to be like, well, that went by fast. At least now I can be like, I was intentional with my time and I followed mm-hmm. the sparks, you know. Mm-hmm. And what a thing to say that you felt more energy. I mean, I think from an outsider looking in or just logically, you would think if you've got two small children, you don't have enough energy to go play beach tennis. No way. I mean, you're running around in the sand, seriously. And how would you have the energy for that? But you say, that made me more energetic because it infuses this love of life and you love the things that you're doing and it just gives you something else and infuses a whole situation. And then I think you can be a better mother because you have a little more lively step, a little more lively life going on. I mean, you were on Sports Central. I, I saw these interviews. It was so cool. We, we got to go with the Today Show. We, they built a tennis court, a beach tennis court in the middle of Rockefeller Plaza and they flew us to New York and we got to play. It was amazing. It was just like, you. who would think that? Like in a million years, I would never have been able to come up with that. And again, everyone is different what they like. So if you're listening and you're like, okay, all right, whatever. But everyone has a different piece. Yeah. You know, everyone has something different. And like a lot of people ask me, well, what is it? And they want to dive in that rabbit hole. And, and like, I'm like, we could talk about that forever. But if you're listening and you're like, I wish I knew, right. Cause what I noticed is people, adults fall into two camps. They're either 
they have no idea what they would even like to do. They're like, honestly, mm. Laura, I don't even have a chance to think about that. The other people are like, I know exactly what I want. I just don't have any time for that. But if you don't know, you can go to my website or, you know, I'll send you guys my free playlist planner. It helps you remember what you used to love to do. And then it helps you plan it in mm. so that you actually make time for it. Because I think we often think we don't have time for it, but that's a big, that's where I love to do in my coaching is to help people realign their time. Like I always do a time audit to start with my clients. Like what, how, where are you actually spending your time? Mm. Where would you find that people can pull from? Is it pretty consistent? Like, oh, they pull from their social media time. They pull from, they work less or is it consistent or is it different for every person? Well, I think it's a little bit different, but I think everyone can always look at their phone usage. And the thing that's so interesting about it for me, because I'm also kind of a research nerd like you, I would say you're, you like to research too, mm -hmm. is we think we don't have as much time as we actually do. Mm -hmm. So I think becoming realistic, like actually noticing. And we also have what's called time confetti, where it's these little breakups of time throughout our day. And we often think, well, I'm just going to go scroll through this right now because I only have a couple of minutes. But that stuff adds up. That's that compounding factor over time. So you want to be mindful of it, right? Which is another topic I touch on a lot about the book is the mindfulness. And from the happiness research perspective, practicing meditation, practicing mindfulness is really big because then you can notice you, you get better skilled, like a tennis, like, you know, like you practice your forehand volley, you practice your forehand volley. When you meditate or you do mindfulness practices, you can boost your own skill and your kid's skill of noticing so that you're not just going through life as a robot. Once I taught this one um, kid when I was teaching tennis a long time ago, and every time he came to my like, my clinic for that whole session, he was a robot. He was like, I am a robot. I <laughs> am a robot. And it makes me laugh now, right? Because I'm like, it's a good metaphor for us. It's like, are we, if we're just being a robot, like at least notice, hey, I was being a robot. Oops. And then like try to re read your habits. So I love, you know, doing that habit building with people, mm -hmm. reconstructing and especially with our kids to making these skills. That's what I like about doing this book is making these skills fun. Yeah. Or making learning the skills fun, making learning the skills fun. And second nature, where when you have the time confetti, instead of reaching for your phone, maybe you just do nothing for three minutes. And that's more grounding and pleasing than it would be to scroll for two or three minutes and like dysregulate your entire body and get upset about something. So, and some of these can be done really quickly. So I, I love that it all weaves together. I want to ask this one quick question before we dive more into the book, but do you like pickleball then? No, I do. I like pickleball. Okay. Okay. You like pickleball. They love pickleball. They started playing pickleball, like right where it's at. We call my dad pickleball Rick. Like he teaches lessons. <laughs> so they're totally into it. So I've been starting to play again a little bit. I'm like, do I want to play tennis again? Do I want to do beach tennis? Do I want to do pickleball? So I'm kind of in this like racket sport. Like, which one? You know, because my sister moved. So I lost my partner. Oh, so. you know what? It's really fun, though, because a perspective like that, it goes to show you that the world has a lot to offer. You know, yeah. I mean, even in, in that little world of like, they're all similar, but different. I've got three options. I could do this, that or this. And which one do I want to do? And so that's really fun. One piece more about the workout, though, I want to add this one, because I think for people, yeah. they think of it as a workout, right? You think of exercise as a workout, but you know, like when you go on a hike or you go on the trail, it's just like fun. So if you could find a way to make your physical activity play or make it more fun, invite people into it, right? Like I can go lift weights in my garage. We like turned my garage into a gym during COVID because everything was shut down. 
but I, I can go slug lift weights in my garage and be like by myself, which, okay, I can also put on your podcast or like make it fun. Like there's other ways to do that, but also I could go meet a friend and go for a hike out in nature yeah. and build my relationships and get, you know, like do all these pieces. So I always invite people to look for fun ways to, you know, like don't have to slog through it, make it as enjoyable. Yeah, I love that. Katie Bowman talks about that, the habit stacking. And because we have a lot of pieces in our lives, try and mesh some of them together. That makes sense like that. Like when you go play beach volleyball, tennis, beach tennis, beach tennis (laughs) with your sister, then you're building that relationship at the same time. Plus you're moving, plus you're getting more energy because it's lively. And it's really the way to go for our lives, I think. Uh, Okay, so you say you are a life coach, a speaker, a mom, an author. And then you are an expert on play, happiness, and communication. Where did the impetus to dive into those topics, play, happiness, and communication, where did that start? Good question. Okay, so when I was a kid, I was seven years old, and I remember my parents were playing tennis. I'm standing on the side of the court. I want to play. I want to play, Dad. I want lessons. I want to let him play. And, you know, since a young age, even before that, right, like I... I just love to play and most kids do, but like my nickname was play, play Maloney. Like that's my maiden name. So it's like play is just, I don't know. It's just some piece of me that it just was meant to really to come out, but through my life and all the different pieces, it's really just been this theme, you know, like I go, I'm curious about my play and I follow the, I follow the lead. Like I played college tennis. That was really fun. Then I was like, ooh, I want to travel and I want to do stuff. So then I went and did my master's degree in international communication in Australia because I couldn't do study abroad in college because I was competing at tennis on the tennis team. And then I met amazing people. I got to study communication, international communication. I got to like read about how different people from other cultures communicate. And then because we were such a global community, I got to go in my class and then our groups would be, you know, we would face it. So I got to learn it from the book. And then I also got to learn it in real life. And I always loved communication. Specifically, I was curious about miscommunication, right? Like I say something what I really mean, I might not say quite right. And then you might hear it and you might filter it. So I was very curious about that and how that works. And then that kind of just led me into the happiness study. Like when I was younger, I was like, it's all about happiness. And now it's kind of funny because I know happiness is important, but I really am more into like fulfillment mm-hmm. and joy rather than mm-hmm. happy. Because happiness, I think, you know, you got to look at the definition. That's word nerds again. We got to look at the definition of that. So I've, I've just been following it. And I noticed the times that I don't follow my play, I like lean into what I think I should be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are the times when life is more difficult and not as, not as like, you know, there's not as much light. It's like, Oh, I have to get up and do this. Right. Like when I moved right. back from Australia, I got this job that I thought I should do. And it was actually really fun for a while until it wasn't. And I'm like, I quit that. And I went back to teaching tennis. It's like, who cares? I can, you know, we can do it. We can mm-hmm. follow them follow our curiosity and follow our heart. And all these topics really interweave together. We're talking about happiness, we're talking about communicating and play and relationships and smiling and all of this stuff, emotional intelligence, it all weaves together. And what we're hoping for is a fulfilling, full life. And you see that, you see that in your existence and what you're sharing. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop 
is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last-minute get-together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chop's hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com outside120 code outside 120. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just 2 minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember, to sign up and save, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. And so talk to us a little more about play together. So there's over 60 games in here. They're very different from each other. I think just this eclectic list of games, things that you can do, different amounts of time, very little resources needed. So for the most part, you hardly need anything and you can enter into these different things. And then you weave together a lot of these things that you're learning, like about happiness and about play and about communication, you weave it into the book. And I thought that was really cool. So why don't you tell us, was it hard to come up with over 60 games for families? Okay. Well, this, this, if you remember, is that it was Friday the 13th, 2020. And that was the day when all the schools shut down, all the world shut down, basically, at least where I live in California. And I remember going to the grocery store, shelves are empty right? Just being kind of like, whoa, when I went to the grocery store and I saw that, that was when it really hit. Like I can even feel my body reacting. Like I can feel the sensations in my body. Like, whoa, that was crazy. I'm sure everyone recalls what, you know, it was like for them. And so I remember going home, talking to my husband, you know, we're both self-employed. We're like, what's going on? I don't know. And then we're like, what can I do to make a difference? You know? And then I just like prayed about it. I meditated. I did all my practices. And the next morning I woke up with this idea to start the We Write the Story Challenge. And I was calling it We Write the Story 2020 inspired by you, which I shout out in the book, right? Like 20 minutes a day, 20 connections a week, right? But then it kept going on so long past 2020, I ended up dropping that, right? Because it was still going. So my boys and I just posted a new game every day 
to social media. We just, I didn't know what I was doing. It wasn't a book. This was just something I wanted to, I was really called to help families, but honestly it helped us so much. We had to create a new game every day. It was so fun. So like we were playing and we were doing something new and then the boys got into it. Like one morning Jake woke up and he was like, what about this? And he starts, he started drawing, you know, those um hidden picture things where you try mm-hmm. to find. So he made it into a card to, yeah. to send to his cousin, like a hidden picture card. And so that was, I'm like, oh, that could be the game today. So it just, they were totally organic. They just woke up and created them each day. And then finally it was like, wow, this could be a book. Cause I was actually writing a separate book, a parenting book using coaching, like all the things I'm talking about before, like yeah. is parenting. And then I'm like, wow, this book, it just came through, you know, with a life, with a life of its own. And it was a be- such a blessing from our family. Mm-hmm. And now I get to share it. I get to play the games. Like I just played some of the games. I did a talk with at Duke uh, like last week and we were playing some of the games from the book with college kids. You know, they're not like it's, it works for all ages. People have been playing it over Thanksgiving with their families mm-hmm. or their, like with their elderly parents. And it's just so fun to see how things take on a life of their own, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is what you're actually doing in your life. And then you say, I'm going to throw it into this book. And now it's actually out into the world. And you had a lot of collaborators, which was really neat. One of the ones that stuck out to me was this 365 days of thank you notes with Gina. Could you give one or two examples of, you could use that one or other ones of some of the collaborators of friends or people that you rub shoulders with that you included. And then a lot of times you'll give a shout out, like you can check out more here or this website. Yeah. Well, I just love people and the energy, especially at that time. It was so nice to connect with others. Like I still remember like the cute videos you sent me of you guys like sledding down the hills in the winter. Okay. Well, there's so many amazing people I got to collaborate with on this. Um, One is standing out in my mind because I just talked to her yesterday, but I collaborated with um, Lenore Skenazy in the Let Grow Independence Challenge, which I like to point out in this also because it's played together. So it's about playing with your kids. But I also like to point out the importance of letting our kids do things on their own. So that was really fun. And they've been a huge influence on my life, you know, pushing my kids to do new things. So, you know, everyone can check that out or check out letgrow.org. They're just amazing organization committed to childhood independence, which you've met, you've had all of them on here before. So people are probably familiar with them. Who else? I got to do this really cool rainbow breathing game with my friend, Dr. Chris Lee. He's a neuroscientist and you know it's just a fun way to teach mindfulness to kids mm-hmm. and honestly I do that sometimes I do rainbow breathing just in my head you know like I it's four square breathing and then you color it as a rainbow I did it with I, I did a thing with the Girl Scouts last week and we were doing rainbow breathing with the Girl Scouts and it's just really fun um what other ones I oh this one I wanted to make sure I told you guys about I even pulled them out so I'm glad I didn't forget this one is the, um, cause I feel like for the outdoor people, like, you know, everyone loves being outside. This one is called Play Heart Art Journal and also Eco Printing. It's two. I partnered with this really lovely multimedia artist in Portugal, uh, Francisca Nunes. And basically you go and you get flowers or whatever. And first you make your own journal, right? Mm-hmm. Then you gather flowers and you can steam them. And you can do eco printing so that they print on the pages. So here's one I just did because I had my book launch party and then Mm -hmm. we were going out of town for Thanksgiving and I was so sad. I'm like, I can't enjoy these bouquets that people brought me. And then I thought Mm -hmm. I can make them into a journal. So I haven't done any art on it yet, but here you can see kind of what they look like for anyone. Cool. It prints the pages, like the different flowers leave an imprint 
this one was very yellow and they all turn out different. So when you do different ones, I'm trying to find my other journal, like here's another one, you can see it. And if anyone wants, I'm going to, these are all posted on my social media, but you know, it's just, I wanted to do art and I didn't think of myself as an artist, right? Another point that you touched on your book is like, I'm not artistic or I'm not a math person, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to care. I'm just going to have fun and play. And then I found her through another friend and she literally is all about playing with mm -hmm. your art. And so it was so fun. This is like a really, it's a fun game that you can do. So there's all sorts yeah. of different activities, you know, from just like pure silliness, right? Like a smile contest where we just stand and look at each other and smile, see who laughs first. But it's a great way to practice eye contact, mm -hmm. being present. Well, and you have, re you have research in there about how when you smile, even if you're not, like, even if you're just holding a chopstick or something, tell us about this. Yeah. Even if you put a pencil in your mouth, right? And you that your your corners of your mouth to start to fold up. This is going to boost your overall well-being, which I found to be hilarious. You know, like these little research things make me laugh because it's like, okay, so fine. Then I test them out. Like the experimenter in me wants to be like, okay, let's try that. Next time we're mad, right? Like just everyone put a pencil in their mouth and let's pause and see what happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of getting all up in your fight or flight mode. It's like, okay, try that. And you know, just so that's where a lot of the times the games, I'm just playing around, right? Like one of the games is hand flip. My son was kind of getting worked up. We were doing homeschooling and he, you know how it is. Like at some point happens and he's like, uh, so I'm like, okay, you need to calm. I could tell he needed to calm, but he's not going to listen to me say like, oh, take a deep breath, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, come here. And so, you know, this old game where you just put your hands out and whoever pulls their hands, mm -hmm. right? You try to hit your hands on the top. Yeah. But the whole point of to it was I'm going to be the bottom but I'm not going to pull right away. I'm just going to force a moment of calm. Hmm. I was always so bad at that game. <laughs> right. But it doesn't matter. Right. It's like, <laughs> no, it's, it doesn't. It it's, doesn't just, yeah. it's just an experiment. It's just tinkering. Mm -hmm. you know, it's tinkering. What can we do? What can we try different? How can we approach it? And it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like it doesn't matter if you win or not, because it's just like something silly. You yeah. Know? It's giving your kids a chance to calm down, a chance to connect, a chance to right. touch each other and, and to have all those experiences where, you can start to let your blood pressure come down if it's high or you're really upset. So yeah, I love this. It says smiling during brief periods of stress may help reduce the body's stress response, regardless of whether the person actually feels happy or not, which usually you don't. Usually if you're really stressed out, you don't feel very happy, but you can reduce the stress by putting a pencil in your mouth or a chopstick or something like that. So just cool ideas. It was neat how you were able to weave it into the games. These little bits here and there of research and studies, quotes of things that people have said. And I thought that that was really cool. So the book's called Play Together. And obviously then that leads into thoughts of friendship and community. And you had a study in here that says good relationships. Well, I'm going to read the whole thing actually because it's worded really cool. 84 years of a Harvard study, 84 years. That's a long time. That's like people didn't even make it to the end of that one, right? Like 84 years, boil it down to a single principle for living. One investment that is supported by similar findings across a wide variety of other studies, it would be this. Good relationships keep us healthier and happier, period. Good relationships. So obviously these are games that you can do with your kids and a lot of them you did with your kids and you're putting those out and sharing with others. Can you give us an example of one that you're able to do with others, like outside of your immediate family? Oh, yeah. Well, one of the games, the one game that just popped into my head is Art Ding Dong Ditch. And basically, everyone knows Ding Dong Ditch. 
But this one, you actually draw a picture for them and then you go to their house, you pop it on their door and then you try to run away. And it's a really fun game for like your neighborhood friends. You know, like, have you guys ever you've done that? Like, boo, you know, that boo, you got boo. Yes. Halloween. It's kind of yeah. like that. I, I just really envision this game taking off. Like I have a story from one of the readers who's you know daughter was like okay found the bit found the book and she's like oh, i'm gonna bring it so she goes in the basement with her friend and she's actually yeah she's in the basement and they're like okay da 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 and then they're running around the neighborhood like ding dong ditching all their neighbors leaving them art you know brightening people's day and actually it happened to us that's how this game got created right our friend during covid was doing it he came over and gave us some art and we we're like oh my gosh can this be a game so it turned into a game and you know so you could just see the organic way that mm-hmm. the game to life. And and so that one's fun. I'm trying to think of another good. That's a fun way for community. We did it with flower bouquets. We only did it once, yeah. but in the middle of the summer and I had gotten some vases from the thrift store, some extra vases. And we had a bunch of flowers because I like to grow flowers. And we just took them and left them at people's houses with a little note that said, you've been bouqueted <laughs> instead oh of you've been booed. I was like, oh, <laughs> and then my whole family was like, Mom, this doesn't make sense because it's August and it's not Halloween. And I was like, it's a play on words. And everyone was like, no, it's a bad idea. <laughs> I did it anyways. I was like, you've been bouquet. And then my daughter slipped at one house and the whole thing flipped over. And and they had one of those ring cameras. So I'm sure they had it on video. But it's fun. Those types of things are fun. And even if the person doesn't know you delivered it, it's fun for you and your family. Like you said, like those girls to be running over and delivering the art and then ringing the doorbell and running. Like that's exciting. Yeah, we have that one and we have a similar one. I call it Happy Day Baskets. It was originally May Day. Yeah. You know, like on May Day, you would leave like a little bouquet of flowers. Um, so, you know, in, in editing, certain things get switched, um, you know, so that one. Well, but had. I like that though, because May Day is just one day a year. And so right. it's something that you could do. Exactly. That was exactly yeah. what I meant. The other one was, that was coming to mind was this friendship bracelets. And I really like this friendship bracelets. Basically, I think I pulled it out. I have all this stuff everywhere. But you just write little notes on each bead. Like you make a paper bead for anyone who's watching. You guys can check it out. Basically, you cut them into like little triangles. Mm-hmm. And then you can wrap up. Like you write a little message of gratitude. Like, I like when you play Barbies with me. Or, you know, that was so nice when you sat with me at lunch. And you can write little secret messages. And then you can make it into a bracelet and then you can give it to your friends. You can do it together with a bunch of friends or, you know, so there's another way of community, but that's a kindness game. Just, mm-hmm. but you know, appreciating your relationships and you can have people destroy it or you can write a little card, right? Like some of the boys are like, open up the beads, open up the beads. And you know, some of the girls are like, here's the card that goes with each bead, you know, so you can write it out. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just fun ways to, Make it playful, make it enjoyable, but then you know we can we can sneak in those life lessons. We don't have to beat them over the head with it. Sure, yeah, know? being grateful and of noticing yeah. what other people do for you and noticing what other people mean to you and making sure you say it and all of that. So those are great ideas. You talk in this one in the realm of happiness about savoring hmm. and how savoring can just make our lives better. I actually don't think people talk about savoring hardly ever. I don't know. I don't I've ever talked about savoring. Right. Tell us what it is. Tell us what it is. And what is the kind of the definition of savoring something? Yeah. So I like to define savoring as the act of just noticing and appreciating the moment. And a lot of times life is going by so fast. Life just kind of goes on. But the more we can stop, we can pause 
and we can appreciate what's going on. Once you start it as well, once you start noticing it, you're going to be just so excited of what it does. Like I was driving this morning and I was noticing because I try to notice all the things, right? Like, wow, those leaves on that tree are dark red. They were not like that yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like noticing and savoring these experiences. I think that's part of why the 1000 hours outside movement is such a big deal is because when you're in nature, you have all this opportunity to stop and savor because it screams out at you, right? But you can even savor small things, right? Like you can make a daily hat, like a morning habit, wake up and savor your hot tea or, you know, like notice the steam rising on your tea or your coffee, savor. This is one that I like to savor all the time is like the cute looks of my kid's face and savor them at every age, right? And like, if I know that I'm savoring it and I'm acknowledging what it means to me now, like sometimes I'm like, I'm going to be so sad when my kids get older, but you know, I'm like, no, I'm doing my best to savor it. I'm connecting with them. I think that Josh just did a post on that, right? Is about, you know, the, how the, you know, how people change and, it's like, I'm just doing the best I can to savor it, to take it in. And, and I yeah. think the more we can engage our five senses in that, the more that that can become enlivened, right? That's another game in the book is the, I think it's, gosh, I forgot what the final name of it is, but I think it's three, two, one, um, freeze or one, two, three, freeze. I don't know. We, we played around mm-hmm. with a couple of them. It's just spacey, but yeah. I partnered with Kelly Brock on that game to just freeze and notice stuff of your senses, right? So that's a really fun game to get your kids back in your body, but once you start savoring, then you can make that a regular thing and you can notice the awe. I think savoring really goes hand in hand with awe and yeah. wonder where that way you're putting your attention on the things that are lifting you up, right? There's so many things going on, but like what you put your attention on, is going to grow. So like noticing the good things you have mm-hmm. in your life, you know, which reminds me of a side note. But when I first started listening to this podcast, like, I was like, oh man, you know, I don't think we're outside enough. And I was kind of feeling bad. And I was like, gosh, because I grew up in the Midwest in Chicago with like big yards and big outdoor space. And now I'm in San Diego where there's a lot of amazing space, but it's not like in your backyard as much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man. And I was feeling bad. But I think if I would savor what I have and, you know, like savoring could have helped me get further faster. And so that's what I would invite people because I know if anyone was like me and it's like, oh, you know, savoring the things that you do have and like what you are accomplishing, like even celebrating, man, we were outside an extra half an hour today, five minutes today, right? Like if we notice the things that we can help that grow, you know, Mm -hmm. the other pieces that having other kids, right? Like I asked my boys, I said, okay, guys, I'm going to talk to Jenny for 1000 hours tomorrow. What would you, any messages you want to share with other kids? And I asked Jake, my Mm -hmm. oldest, like, what's your best part of playing outside? And you want to guess what he said? Relationships. Yes. Friends. Friends was his first word. And, you know, I was like, yeah, because once Mike, and that's what I got from you and from Dr. Gray, like Dr. Peter Gray, that one interview is the importance of friends. And now we have created our own playborhood, right? Like we've got all the kids and they're all coming. And oh, Mike Lanza would be so proud of you. I just just got to meet him yesterday at the thing for Let Grow, where we're promoting childhood independence laws. But, you know, it's just fun. You can you can create that. And if you don't have it in your neighborhood, you can do it at the park, right? Like I used to run a play club at the local park where we're like the parents would sit over here and we let the kids go over there so they have their own space. And I did a play club at a school. So if anyone's interested in learning more about that, please reach out to me or I can connect you with Let Grow. They have amazing resources for free. 
to put mm-hmm. that, to make that possible. There's also Global School Play Day is coming up in February, which celebrates play in schools. If anyone wants to help information about bringing that to their schools, mm-hmm. let me know. Um, when I was growing up, they had a, um, the Parks and Recreation Department in our city. And I, they, it wasn't forever. It was only for a couple of years. But they, I don't quite know how they did it or why they did it. It wasn't my whole childhood. It was just a few years. But we had a park in our neighborhood, a pretty simple park. And they would have staff there. It was something like twice a week for two hours. And they would have stuff to make friendship bracelets. And they would have your typical kind of day camp type stuff. And it was just in your local little neighborhood park. And I thought it was the coolest thing. As a kid, everyone would just bike up there. And there would be a couple of things to do. It was a congregator. And I think that's what you're getting at, which is, you just need something to bring people together. It doesn't really matter what it is. It doesn't really matter when it is or what time it is or what it looks like. But if something's going on, people tend to come. And that was a way to bring the neighborhood kids together. And I loved that. I think they had kickballs. It was your very typical summer day camp type things that they brought to the neighborhoods. And it was such a cool program. And I was a kid, so I didn't know the ins and outs of why it was happening and why it stopped, why it started. But I just remember really enjoying that and being excited to go with the other neighborhood kids. So I love this idea of a play club. Laura, what an awesome idea that you could do and you bring people together. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com outside for 15% off your first order. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase 
exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. When you're talking about savoring, this is an interesting one because in the book, this is in the chapter about blowing bubbles. And it's a reminder that you can slow down and this simple act can be something that you really enjoy. I mean, oh goodness, do little kids love to blow bubbles. It's like such an amazing part of especially young childhood. And when they first start to try and they don't know how to do it and it's so cute, then they spill it. <laughs> but to savor that. Yeah, and like I remember that game because that was the second game we did. And it was like the second night, right? Like right in the beginning of lockdown and we're running around outside in the evening. And I just remember, I can vividly remember like the iridescent bubbles just sort of floating up through the sky, right? That's slowing down, right? That's what, you know, something you talk about a lot, slowing down childhood, slowing down the moment, mm-hmm. being present to it. And, it. and it can be simple. That's the best part. It can be simple. And also when you're playing, let your kids lead. I notice a lot of times parents want to get in there and be like, no, you should do it like this. But if the more we can like step back and let our kids work it out, mm-hmm. the better able they're going to be to handle these things in life, right? Like when I do go, like I've let all these kids, you know, it's play. And I notice a lot of times they're used to the adults getting into, so they would look to me and I would say, what do you think? Mm-hmm. It's like one of the best questions that I, whenever kids ask me a question, almost immediate, what do you think? Let them generate an idea and then, you know, let them work it out together whenever possible. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's great. Savoring the act of stepping outside and experience to review and appreciate it. Dr. Lori Santos from the Happiness Lab podcast, which is a hugely popular podcast, but just to be able to step outside and to view things from this perspective of gratitude, of slow and of simple that we can really enjoy. I mean, I think as a parent, you just say, oh, blowing bubbles. Is that important? Yes, <laughs> actually, yeah, it is. But we forget. We forget about those simple things, but we can choose to savor them. So a fantastic book just came out, Play Together, Games and Activities for the Whole Family to Boost Creativity, Connection, and Mindfulness, ages 3 to 12. If your kids are old enough to read, then they can grab this one and start to get ideas out of it, which is really fun. Or you can use it as a reference book as a parent or as an educator, ways to bring easy play ideas into your day-to-day you did this every day. So you can take that model and say, we could try it. Maybe you just go straight through or pick this one, pick that one. And it can infuse a lot of light and energy into your life. And well, well done. Huge congrats, Laura. It's so exciting. So cool. The last bit I want to say too, is anyone listening who loves to write or is the author thinking about it, I have an author moms community. Feel free to come and check us out. We just support and connect other fellow writers and we'd love to, we'd love to help you have you and connect and, you know, bring your ideas to the world. Yes. Author moms and you do coaching. So there's a lot there. People can find at laurahaver.com and a lot of your resources from the book are on your website as well that you link out to and you link out to other people's websites to the people that you collaborated with, which was so cool. So Laura, you know how it ends. We always end with a favorite memory from your childhood that was outside. All right. I've been thinking about these and the two popped up and I'll say them really quick. So one is I would sit on the back stoop with my dad and we would eat watermelon. It would be like a night. We just had this moment of peace and connection. We'd just sit there together eating watermelons. It could be easy, right? That's one of the ones I remember. And then the other one is playing on the swing set with my sister 
turning the swing set into anything, right? Like it was like a, it was a ship, it was a space shuttle, you know, like the swing set became so many different things. And I think that's the fun bit about being outside. You just don't know, like your imagination can just go crazy. And there's so many memories being outside, but those two really stand up. And what a reminder of the simple, right? Like when we try and weave these elaborate experiences, this will go up after the holidays, but we're just a couple, you know, 10 days before Christmas and it's this pressure to do all these things and to make the pancakes look like Santa and to wrap the 25 books that lead up for Advent and oh, there's all these and go to the zoo lights and all these different things and they're all fun but there is a lot of pressure I think sometimes to do more and more and bigger and bigger and yet what do you remember from your childhood eating watermelon with my dad <laughs> It's the relationship pieces and learning to savor those simple things. So that's a perfect tie to the end, I think, a perfect bow on it. Laura, this has been so awesome. Huge congrats on your new book, Play Together. It is beautiful. What an exciting thing for this year. And going into 2024, a great one to have on your shelf, to have lots of ideas to do with your family. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Jenny. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.